0: everybody, and welcome to another True Stories of Tinsel Town. I am so happy to be here with you, and I also have a wonderful guest for us. And this is something new for us because we've never talked to anyone who is like a Broadway person. But we are speaking to Lance Lumen, and he is the producer-director of Soon to Be in April, right, Lance?
1: Yes, April 7th.
0: Wow, I can't wait to see it. Soon to Be... A uh, musical based on the life of Francis Farmer, and it's called Brilliance. And wow. I think that. Were you a fan of classic film? Are you a film of classic? Yes,
1: yes, yes, absolutely.
0: And did you know Francis through the films or through Jessica Lang or through.
1: No, actually, um, I, I, I didn't know very much at all about Francis Farmer. And um, my wife and I have been songwriters for years and years and years. So we have a sort of duo called King Lumen and we've been writing songs ever since we've been together. And this goes way back, way back to the end of the 80s. And um, I had heard the movie, but I hadn't seen it. Right. And um, and we wrote a, a song called, When Will It Be Morning? And oddly enough, it sounded like, not like us, it sounded like a musical. And we said, wow, that's really weird. It sounds like a musical, but, you know, I guess if anybody ever wants a m- song from a musical, we'll have one. So we'll just, sh- we'll just put it on the shelf and leave it. So we did. And then a couple of weeks later, she was walking home from work and down the streets, of New York, and passed by this little store, uh, bookstore that had used books out on the a, a sidewalk.
0: The Strand? It could be. Yeah. They always said used books on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, um she saw a lyric on one of the books from that song. It said, will there really be a morning, which was a line from the song we'd just written. It sounded like a musical. And so she went over and picked it up and it was the autobiography of Francis Farmer. So she bought it for 50 cents, I think, and came home and said, held it up to me and said, a musical based on the life of Francis Farmer. And I was like, ha, that's a great idea. So we went to see the movie at that point. Yes. And, um, started you know, getting books and reading and she had a friend, she was working at Windows of the World at the time and she had a, a fellow waiter, waiter friend who was a freak about Francis Farmer. He loved Francis Farmer and he had everything. He had really rare things, Francis Farmer. And he just got so excited when we told him that we were gonna write this musical about Francis Farmer that he just gave us everything he had and said, just here, 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 take it, go, this is great. <laughs> So um, that started a long time ago when we started basically researching and writing songs that might go in a musical about Francis Farmer.
0: And, you know, what I think is sometimes people don't understand the process of getting this actually to, stay, to the stage, because how many people, I mean, how many people try out these things and they never get made? It's a huge number. So Absolutely. this is something big deal for you guys, big time.
1: Yeah, it feels like, it it's really does feel like it's supposed to happen, um, mostly because of what's going on in the world right now. Yes. We, 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 we got this idea a long time ago, and then um, she actually put the, one of the songs from the musical that was in our envelope of songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We just were stuffing songs in an envelope it might go, and she's, we were making an album in 2008, and she said, uh, I'd like to end it with No Windows, which is a song from the musical. And I said, you can't do that. That's from the musical. And she said, there isn't going to be a musical <laughs> because all we have been doing was like writing songs and putting them in an envelope. And so I understood that. I saw how that could be true. So we just went ahead and recorded it. And then about two years later, a colleague of mine grabs me by the lapels and says, "That's album you just released, that last song, it was like an 11 o'clock number from some super dramatic musical. And I was like, that's exactly what it was supposed to be. So, she got her mom. Her mom got sick, and she went down to North Carolina. And our kids were all in college, and I had to stay. I do political voiceover on a regular basis. I do all kinds of voiceover, but you have I have, a great voice. I do a, a lot of political voiceover. Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, I have a studio at home, so during the political cycle, I have to stay home because that's when they call and say we got to do a spot right now. They don't say we have to do a spot Tuesday. They say, "What are you doing right now?" <laughs> so pretty much, I just you know, figure out a project, usually a woodworking project every even year. And I do that while I wait for <laughs> commercials to come in.
0: Get on. Yeah. And that
1: year in 2016, I decided to try to write this the book to this musical. And that was a long process. And um, now 22 drafts later, here we are at the Players Theater. And all this time that's gone by, and now everybody's talking about mental health. Everybody's talking about conservatorships. Ugh, everybody's yes. yelling "Free Britney!" Yes. You know, and and I, actually, I got a, I got, I got a post on Facebook that had a picture of Francis Farmer on either side of Britney, saying, "Britney Spears is the modern day Francis Farmer." And I remember looking at it and thinking, "Did I
0: send this? <laughs> <laughs> because it's just too perfect," you know. It's but wonderful. I reposted it. For sure, <laughs> of course, so you guys are here, you're finally got the actors together, um you're hearing the songs, you're seeing it you it, it must be like mind blowing
1: it, it really it really is, and the cast is just tremendous. I was so lucky. it felt like you know divine providence, it felt like all these things were coming together,
0: yeah, and this was and the time you people, should do it,
1: yeah, exactly, and it feels. It feels, it's, I'm just, it's, I'm so delighted with the way it's shaping up. And we're about, we're a little over a week into rehearsals, but we've done, you know, some choreography. We've done some music directing. We've blocked it. Pretty much the first act is starting to take real serious shape. And I'm just delighted with how it sounds, how it looks. It's, um,. <laughs> It's going to be thrilling. It really is.
0: Yeah, I would be so thrilled to see something. And is your wife so glad that you said we're going to do a Broadway musical? We're going yes. to make this as a musical?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And she wrote all kinds of songs, helped write songs in it. My son, who graduated from the same school that we did, which is North Carolina Arts, mm-hmm. Um he's a, quite the piano player, and he came up with some tunes as well that he helped put together. So the three of us have sort of shaped it as as these new drafts continued to unfold. When I joined Theater Makers, Ken Davenport's Theater Makers here in New York, at the end of the pandemic in 2020, (laughs) well, (laughs) we say positively the end of the pandemic, right? Right. Uh, um, He uh, he really started pushing it forward and and once I joined his inner circle in Theater Makers, he asked me if I wanted to do a, a Zoom reading of the musical. And so we did that in June, and a lot of really impressive Broadway performers were still not working in June of 2021. So we got four full-blown Broadway people. Carolyn Bowman played Francis. Jerry Sager played uh, Lillian. Uh, Ted Bernetti was in it. Wayne Duvall was in it. It was fantastic to see that come to life. But then I did another re- uh, rewrite after that for this. And um, so now we're putting it on its feet. And that's not, just not on the screen, but live.
0: I think it's really amazing. And I'm very curious to see, because Frances had, I, I don't know if she ever had good good days. I mean, she had, she must have. I'm sure she did. Nobody yeah. else just crap all the time. Right. But, right. She, you know, God help us all. But she... Um, her life was such a tragedy and it really um was. why do not you tell everybody uh you you're, you're going to cover the beginning of her career to when
1: yeah pretty much we start from, we start from the when she arrived in hollywood um, new, hollywood
0: oh yeah. new york yeah
1: well she, yeah she came very quickly through hollywood um through new york and a, a fellow named
0: i don't remember his name
1: now that's That's not good. I shouldn't have had his name. Um, Serlin is his last name, but he was um, he was sort of a talent scout in New York for Paramount on the West Coast. So he screen tested her in New York when he met her and she got sent right to Hollywood. My quick one story, my one line story about Frances Farmer's life is she was a movie star in the 1930s and 40s who was involuntarily committed to an insane asylum by her mother. Which pretty much ruined her life and her career. And then I chuckle and say, it's a very happy musical, as you can imagine. Yeah, that's, can imagine. see, that's
0: what I was thinking. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. this is so tragic. Are people going to yeah. go, you know, snapping their fingers? Oh, yeah, I love that. Ooh, <laughs> woe is me, my mother's a bitch. She put me in a bonnet <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so I was yeah. wondering, how is this going to be? To pan out, but I am so well, looking forward. I really am looking forward to seeing this. I'm very excited to see this. Thank you, Grace. Thank I am. you so much. I, I, I just can't wait to see how you did it. And I do love musicals, and if they're good musicals, I get tingles. And I just, it's such a fascinating life. And I, I, I am so interested to seeing how it works for the musical. So, why don't you tell us about Francis's beginning for that?
1: Well, I'm trying. One of the things we're trying to do is not. Usually, when people tell Francis's story, and it's been done quite a quite a bit in the past, not I don't think that much that much of late. No. But um, it's starting to, you know, her name's starting to show up in the in the world. Mrs. Maisel, I think the agent called her. She, she said my client went all Francis Farmer on me <laughs> <laughs> just recently. I don't know how many people got that. Um,
0: Probably not many
1: Reference, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, it was. I was like, wow, how about that? Um, so, a lot of people paint the mom as just the monster, you know. And I, I really had a wonderful experience meeting Francis's nephew, her older brother's son.
0: Oh yeah, I saw him on the biography I was watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he and and a fellow named Jeffrey, Jeffrey Michael Kaufman is sort of a a recognized expert on the life of Francis Farmer. And he was writing about a book called Shadowlands, which was one of the biographies that I was using when I was researching. And he was telling in this article, all the things that were wrong in that biography. And, um, I ended up calling him up because he had. Um, texting him actually. He has email at the bottom of the article, mm-hmm. and I texted him, uh, emailed him, and he emailed me, emailed me back, and we started talking back and forth. And I have for the first eight years of the new union, SAG after when it was, when it came together and became one union.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was the president of the Washington Mid Atlantic local at that time, and I did that for the first eight years of that union. Very cool. And um, at that time, I was still that president. The president, and I had a, that in the signature on one of my computers. And I answered him one of his emails and had that signature on there. And he answered back and said, "Are you president of the Washington Mid Atlantic SAG-AFTRA?" And I said, "Yes, I am." And he said, "Do you know the president of the Hawaii local?" And I said, "David Farmer, yeah, I've known him for four years." And he said, "David Farmer's Francis Farmer's nephew." <laughs> And my head kind of exploded, and I was like, "What?" (laughs) Eureka! So yeah, so I ended up calling him up and saying, "Why didn't you tell me you were Francis Palmer's nephew?" He said, "I didn't know you cared."
0: Oh, he never told you? No, I I thought that's why you contacted him because you knew it was Francis. No, no, he was a fellow
1: president in SAG-AFTRA. He was one of the presidents of the local. So when I found that out, he he brought a lot to the story by telling. Me about his grandma and, you know, his aunt, who he spent a summer in a in her apartment in New York. And um, he said she was a scary aunt. She (laughs) but he um, he was kind of adamant that his mother was his grandmother was not really a monster, you know,
0: because that is how she's portrayed. Even in everything I I read or, you mm -hmm. know, I see mom is like a beast.
1: Yes. And we're trying to sort of tell the story that is really more tragic than that, in my mind, in that both of them were trying to do the right thing right. by each other. And they just were hitting, you know, she thought she was helping him with the mental health establishment. She needed help because she didn't want to be a movie star. And that was, she must be crazy not to want to be a movie star.
0: Yeah, she just didn't want to do it. And they got the, yeah. So she drank so much as well. And I read that she was on, um, they gave her amphetamines. Like, oh, yeah, that's so, that's like through the roof. That's the worst thing you give someone, you know, (laughs) when then she's drinking alcohol. Those are horrible. And yeah, they gave them to a lot of people, but that was for weight loss and to keep them awake, but
1: keep keep their
0: weight down. But it seemed to me that they were giving it to her like as a, an antidepressant or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that was all happening while she was doing, um, she came to New York and did a golden boy for uh, Clifford Odette's, and they had an affair during that time. And when that all broke up at the end of that, she was a little, I think she just hit the amphetamines and the alcohol even harder. She hit And that skids. just spiraled her. That spiraled yeah. her, yeah.
0: She fell deeply in love with them. He was married to Louise Rainier, the actress, yes. and um, she was coming back, and he just sent her, like, a telegram, right? We should never see each other again. All <laughs> That's other exactly stuff. right. What that, a that, sweetheart, that. huh?
1: Yeah. My wife is in town. I think it's best we not see each other ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, What?
0: What? How cold, how mean, and mm-hmm. I was reading in one thing that they felt that he was using her name to get more people to come in. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the truth.
1: oh, I'm sure it's true because I think Golden Boy's the best they ever did. I mean, that was the most successful show that the group theater ever produced
0: um, my one of my sweeties um Garfield, what's his name, James Garfield? What's his name? Mm-hmm. He was in that as well. He was, like, really a progressive guy. Also, she wrote an interesting thing. God is dead. (laughs) When she was in high school, she went to Russia, and they called her all sorts of, like, she was a godless, you know, red commie. And she always marched to her own drummer. She was difficult on the sets to the point where I, I was reading that the cast and crew really didn't like her. And um, what do you think that was about part of her mental illness? Was she drinking or just she couldn't she was just like a control freak or she was a perfectionist? I mean, it could be many of those things.
1: I think I think it was a lot of the um, addictive behavior, the abuse of the drugs and the alcohol and the fact that everybody wanted her to do this thing. That the more she did it, the more she realized, I don't like this at all. I don't want to be doing this. I hate this.
0: Yeah, like I pretty, just want a quiet yeah.
1: life. You Isn't know what she sure. says in the play at some point. I just you want know, We'll drive for a while. We'll get a car. We'll drive. We'll maybe I'll become a librarian. And the mother's like, "Are you a, a
0: librarian?" <laughs> But she was so smart, and she could read all her books. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'm sure there yeah. are hot librarians all over the country. Come on. <laughs> if they even have librarians, do they have li- <laughs> Basically, you know, there's not that many libraries, but I'm sure there's got to be a couple true. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's a good job for her, rather than being a secretary that she was or something else. So yeah. she gets to Hollywood. She doesn't like it. She marries the era, uh, uh, the actor Leif Eric Ar- Leif, Leif Erickson.
1: Leif, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: they're together, and, you know, they make it. She's the new kid in town. She was very young, and she got a seven-year contract. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I only saw one of her films. I saw, uh, what is it, the one with um, Edward Arnold, and she played oh, two Oh, that people. was the good
1: one. That was the best one. Yeah,
0: come and get so, it. So
1: she was so good in She that.
0: was. Come and get it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Come and get it. Really, really good. She played them. What happened was the the. what was his name? Arnold. Edward Arnold. I get confused. Edward Arnold, because then there's uh, William Arnold, who wrote Shadowlands. Um, I always confuse them. But <laughs> Edward Arnold, um, you know, he's a log guy and he meets her as a as the first character, falls in love with her.
0: Which is sort and, of but, like a floozy, right? Like a right at right. the bar floozy lady. And so he
1: ends up going with a, his boss's daughter, who the boss wants him to marry the daughter, even though he really loves her. And then, well, um, uh, Walter Brennan plays the other the other guy, and Walter Brennan ends up marrying Fran, that, that Francis character. And then all this time goes by, she dies. The older, the first character, that Walter Brennan marries, and. She has a daughter, but she has a daughter before that. So the daughter grows up and is about the same age as when Eddie Arnold first met the first you know, her, her, the mother. Yeah. So he comes back to visit and sees her and thinks he goes back to his youth and falls in love with this Yeah woman who's way younger just because of and the, 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 the subtle nuances that she used to portray two very completely different people without doing anything broad or, you know, over the top. It was really a deliciously lovely performance, I thought, in both of those roles.
0: Yes, she was very good she in that. Really, and I love She I, really was. But other than that, I don't really think I saw that many. I know in classic Hollywood world everybody knows her. Uh, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's not someone like who's your favorite um, actress or actor and it's not Frances Farmer. You know what I mean? Because she really Yeah I know
1: a lot of people say to me, you know, why? You know, she was a B. She was a B-rated movie actress. She wasn't really a B-rated movie actress. She was working with all the big stars of the time: Cary Grant, Tyrone Power, Power, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bing Crosby,
0: George Sanders. But but, they,
1: but but they pushed <laughs> they pushed them over to they pushed her movies over into the B category. as Soon as all this stuff started happening to her, because it was bad publicity that she was insane and insane asylums
0: well what happened and first so, wasn't this what happened first is she was like i don't know if she was drunk driving or something and she that was just, the turning point yeah and she's you know they get these really uh really sensational your front page photos of francis and carrying her into the place and just her out of control and that yep. is when it started right
1: yeah exactly it really, really is that's what put her in the system her um I believe it was actually David's mother um, who manipulated the the situation where she was going to go to jail. The the judge said she was going to jail and um, they shifted her into the SAG sanitarium to keep her out of jail. And that sort of put her in the mental health system then, right? Now we're not sure that she really has a say about how she is because she could be crazy. So once that happens, in those days, if somebody said she's a little crazy.
0: Or hopelessly insane. or
1: Yeah, hopelessly (laughs) insane, exactly.
0: That really (laughs) doesn't help, although it's good people will come and look at you. Look, she's hopelessly insane. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly, and she and she has now no say. No, that's I remember when I was a kid hearing the, oh, the men in the white suits are going to come. You better be careful. You better be careful. So that was that was a thing still when I was young,
0: and even Um, today there's there's a lot of misconception. Even though it's so much better, that people don't really understand that mental illness is an illness. You suffer real pain, internal pain, and it's real and poor. Francis, I mean, that was sort of a archaic and sort of really a nasty time to be locked up in those joints. If it's ever a no. good time, I don't know, but I'm sure it's much better today.
1: Yeah, the ones that, st- that are still around are certainly a lot more humane, I think.
0: Right. Than, um,
1: but we have a problem with mental, m- mental health industry as a whole. They just de- declared the children's mental health a crisis, in crisis last November. November 2021.
0: Can you blame them? I feel so sorry for these kids. Yeah, I mean, and a
1: lot of that has to do, you know, with the with the pandemic and right, staying at home. Yeah, yeah, they're like, what? I don't. There's no normalcy. There's nothing. You know, I don't have people to be with except online.
0: Yeah, and they're little, little kids. They need to yeah. run around and do that stuff. Right. So there will be, I think there will be an epidemic of this coming up, and they're going to have to be very prepared for it because these kids, they said now they're developmental. Um, they're, they're going down on their de- developmental stages where, where it used to be maybe three and, and whatever, but it's gone down like six six-somethings. And why is that? You know, not being able mm-hmm. to go to school, not having real interaction with other kids. And I, I just feel sorry for him, as I felt sorry for Frances. So, yes. So she gets out of that institution.
1: That first one, yes, yeah, she's released to her the care of her mother. She, uh, the mother, which is, was in, sort of unprecedented at the time, you were supposed to go to another facility if you left one until somebody declared you cured. But m- mom came in after she found out they were using insulin shock therapy.
0: Creepy. She,
1: yeah, and said, you, she's coming with me. I'm taking care of my baby. So, you know, in all fairness, she was like, I'm going to take care of this. Right. But they also locked horn so hard. And Francis was just as strong-willed as her mother was.
0: Yeah, that's so what I read. That was, they were so much alike yeah. that it was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so it was, they, she couldn't handle it, basically. And she did sneak away and. Get some alcohol, and
0: you know—is that her nude? One, one thing
1: led one thing led to another.
0: That's when she was nude, um, right, and taken in? That
1: that was the that was when she didn't show up for the court date. When oh, the, the police off. What happened was the police officer pulled her over in the dim-out zone because it was World War II. And oh, she yeah, supposed to not have her high beams on. Yeah, and she just thought that was stupid, and she was drunk when when it happened. So she caused a bit of a tr- trouble with the police officer, and then she ended up in court and. Really ticked off the uh, <laughs> really ticked off the judge. And what's interesting is I have the exact same scene in my play that's in the movie, and it's the exact same words because there was a transcript of what they actually said in that room in the in the courtroom. So in the courtroom we're, both the movie and I are saying exactly the same things because that's what they said. That was the transcript.
0: I really can't so, wait to see this. <laughs> I really can't. I, I bet it's going to be great. I really have a feeling, but I'm so you know I'm really you know interested. So well, she I can't
1: wait to see you there.
0: Yes, I'll be there and I'll say hello. I'll be there. Um, and so that was one of the first times too. Is that when she went through? It wasn't the second time. What led her to go into the asylum? Her mother taking control.
1: Yeah, after her mother time. took control and she decided she couldn't listen to her and they got in a huge fight.
0: Didn't she threaten and, uh, to kill her mother or something? She said... <laughs> Not that that's funny. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. She um, she said, you know, I'm just going to have to send you back. I'm sorry. I'm sending you back. And um, so that's what she did. She sent her in there and then eventually she... I think she came out one other time and then when she went back in and was considered incurable and they moved hopelessly her into the, the, the,
0: insane. incurable
1: <laughs> yeah. ward. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Incurably. And she spent
1: five years that last time in there. And by the time that she got out, she truly believed herself that she was in, she was crazy. She was insane.
0: Well, wouldn't you? Well, Don't but, you think if we were in it? it exactly. You know, sure. Who would come out of it? Like <laughs> even the most sane, look at one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, what happens? Right. How, how can right. you be a sane person and come out? normal after going through, exactly. uh, what do you call them, electric shock treatments and all this other stuff.
1: Hydrotherapy. Which is so Insulin evil. shock therapy. Yeah.
0: Freezing cold water. How is that hydro? Mm-hmm. Oh, they can relax in there. Right. What well, is yeah, nice yeah. warm water it to It shocks be in there.
1: the body into, thinking, into straightening up the way it thinks. I don't know. I don't know what the thought was. Well, somebody had
0: invented it because it, 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 it doesn't make sense.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: What about the so, bottom? I, oh, go on. Okay. Hands, go
1: oh on. yes, yes. I <laughs> knew that was coming. Um, well, yeah. What happened was, you know, by the time she got out, um, she believed she was insane, and she talks about in the book, you know, how why am I coming home to take care of my aging parents if I'm if I am crazy? And that's when she began to think after she came home, maybe I'm not crazy. I mean, and that's almost more upsetting because if I'm not crazy, then they just put me in there. For convenience.
0: Five years of, of her away. life, yeah. To, yeah. yeah and just, Are you uh, kidding? Yeah, that's, to me, I'm sorry, that's her mm-hmm. mother. Grandma might not have been or whatever she was, grandma to this kid. She may not be as bad as they made out, but she certainly was not, um, you know, Betty Crocker, mother of the year lady either.
1: <laughs> no, she was a tough spirit. Really? I mean, Did- the older sister wrote a book called Look Back in Love. And it never really got published, I don't think. So there were, because I went to buy, rebuy all the books that I used to to create this musical. And that was one of them that talked a lot about uh, her previous life before she married uh, Francis's father. And she was like one of the women taking care of lumberjacks up in the cold north. She was she and another woman take care of these guys and she was one tough pioneer woman yeah and chew
0: tobacco. No, yes yeah, so I don't even know was, that. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I don't <laughs> but know yeah, I she can, chew, imagine she that. I can imagine I'm that chewed tobacco. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah
1: but um, yeah I think after that was over with and her parents passed she ended up working under the radar in Seattle, Washington, up in northern Washington, not Seattle. Can I she ask went you? Up and I'm sorry. Worked as
0: sure. Come on. Sure. She went up and worked as what?
1: She went up and worked as a, a, a assistant for a photographer. Under mm-hmm. the just a, living a quiet life, and somebody finally recognized her and said, "Hey, let's get you back in the spotlight." And she ended up going to Indianapolis and doing Francis Farmer presents. Um, she looked which was great. a show about yeah yeah those were the those were I think the happiest times of her life. She was actually doing theater at Purdue University and some of the theaters around the area, which she was theater she loved. And didn't she, she didn't uh, like doing movies?
0: Create one sort of like a repertory or something, or that was one of her dreams to do that there. But mm-hmm. but first, I want to ask you this question because this is what I saw in the biography that she was released to take care of her very sick parents. And Mm -hmm. she said at a time, I'm not crazy, and she wanted to go, and she went to the judge, and she wanted to be free of their conservatorship. And they said, you have been free for two years.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Can you imagine that? I would have flipped. They just wanted her to come home and wait on them hand and foot after everything. And I think I don't think dad had much to do with it, but after everything and she didn't even know that she had been free of it for two years. So she booked. I'm out of here. She got people to watch her parents. And to me, that is is disgraceful, really selfish. They were so selfish in many ways. But that was like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she was so, so sure that her mother was going to try to put her away anyway that she sought it, she she had them give, she went to court and actually had them declare her confident, mentally confident. Um, so that actually happened in July of 1953. Yes. They, um, How horrible. Declare, yeah.
0: And didn't she, did she go back to Hollywood to make one more movie?
1: Yes, she did. She, I think it was...
0: Poverty yeah, Row, <laughs> Poverty Row or some,
1: something. Something about party. party.
0: Oh, yeah, by teenage something. kids. And yeah, she, <laughs> it was
1: teenage kids, and she was the mom. Yeah, she yeah. was the mom.
0: She was but, a bad uh, mom because those kids were yeah. cool, groovy, and delinquents. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: So I love that. Those movies are so – they're, they're kind of like – It's a perfect day in New York. It's raining. It's gray. It's chilly. This is a perfect day to watch that movie, and then watch a couple of good ones. But I love those kind of movies too. They kind of make me laugh, man. And um, so she also marries this dude that wants to get her back in the biz, and he does get her back in the biz. But he does. She she marries someone else too, and that doesn't last. And then she marries this man,
1: right? And it's all about, you know, just if I have a husband who protect me he really trumps mom so you know if she if she's married to somebody and the mom says she's crazy you need to put her away a husband can say no my wife is fine she's not crazy and stop that from happening you know so that's why she wanted to marry somebody because she really believed her mom was going to try to put her away again she stepped out of line it was sort of a disciplinary tactic.
0: <laughs> yes, and what happened is she lost the job because she was drinking too much again, right?
1: Yeah, and she was so mercurial that 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 has to bring up again the whole lobotomy. There was a p- period of time where, and of course, once the the movie Francis went with the lobotomy story, everybody thought, well, she, you know, Prince Charm had a lobotomy at the end of her life, but of course she did not, and. William Arnold, the guy who wrote the book uh, Shadowland, which mentions that the guy was doing lobotomies at that institute while Francis was there, he probably gave Francis a lobotomy. He
0: probably, yeah, that's what
1: he said. Yeah, in the biography. Way to go, buddy! (laughs) He tried to sue the movie when it came out for you, you know, because they didn't pay him to use his book. The judge said, "Hey, you know, they used your book," and he said, "Because I made up a lobotomy." So, so it's incredible, right? Right. Unbelievable. And and she got in so much trouble. She was still drinking. She was still, you know, throwing temper tantrums on the set. It's not the kind of behavior that one would have if they had a lobotomy. Prior to that, and yes. It, while they were incarcerated, and especially also,
0: at that time, lobotomies. Right, I don't. Exactly. I don't know. Do they still the, give the, lobotomies? Yikes. No.
1: No. Ooh. No. No. But the important thing is that was brand new technology, and as David, uh, her nephew pointed out, um, no, there was it didn't have the stigma that it has now. Lobotomy. It was it was this procedure that they were using for mental health, and if that had cured her and got her out, that would have been in every paper, paper in the country. Right. I mean, they would have been like lobotomy, you know, saved her. It's great. It's a great thing. Save movie star Frances Farmer. But,
0: <laughs> and they'll, but. St- they'll put one of her, you know, screaming photos in and then they'll take a new photo <laughs> right. that she is right. A-OK and all exactly. that stuff. So t- what do you think, Lance? Do you think that uh, she was mentally ill? Because I do, I do think not. you don't.
1: I do not. Hmm. No, I think she was strong willed. I think she may have been, um, uh, what is that term for, um, when you're really up and really down?
0: That's what I thought. Man, bipolar. I think she's, bipolar. Yeah, I think she's a little yes, bipolar. I think she's bipolar. Think. I and I think she it. might've gotten that quite frankly
1: from her mother because they were both very hot and cold like that, which is why when they were both cold or hot, depending on whatever is angry, <laughs> um, they were they lock horns like they did like they did and so and i think she was adored her mother which was also heartbreaking because you know she wanted to be like her mother she wanted to be the strong independent smart woman that her mother was she very much looked up to her and um That's sort of what she went into Hollywood to say. I'm my own person. I'm not going to do what you guys tell me necessarily. I'm doing this my way.
0: Yeah, she didn't want to do the. That didn't
1: go over well.
0: No. Because Hollywood
1: was like, no. There's no thing. You know,
0: even now, but I mean, then you had to go the glamour (laughs) puss role. They wanted her to be the glamour puss, be seen out at night at all the parties and things like that. And that was not her. And exactly. she thought that was all just a bunch of crap and pretense, and she didn't want to be a part to that, and that just makes her automatically um, uncooperative and hard to deal with and whatever. That's not someone they want there. They want somebody who's yeah. going to do what they're told and, you know, that whole nine yards. Um, do you do when she sang on the Ed Sullivan show?
1: No, I did not. I, no, we don't have that there.
0: That's, in the show she did really good, and it was sort of heartbreaking the song she sang and um the ratings were great and did you ever see I'm gonna tell all you guys to check this out is I don't know if you can find the full clip of what they did to her and this is supposed to be mm-hmm. a beautiful this is your life by um Edwards some Edwards dude and mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, oh, I remember, Francis, I was her third grade teacher, and she was drawing like perfectly, and her fingernails were so clean. And it's supposed to be stuff like that, you know, that people from her past come on. But instead, he just goes on and on. You were drunk. You were in mental institution. Are you an alcoholic? It was just like she's on the stand, and you can see her, just her face tighten and, and and really, I'm see tear drops coming from her because, of course, I'm sure he got her there by saying, "Oh, it's going to be so nice and be beautiful." But it comes out like he's, you know, th- this huge prosecutor who aha, has her, and it, it was just really horrible. And I felt for Frances.
1: It really was.
0: Yeah. How so? What part do you end in her life?
1: Uh, the the really big turning point of course is uh, the the free when she got gets goes into the court and gets herself freed um, and the court person actually reads what was announced in in, in court that she is free sure, she has her mental competency and she's considered free done in open court this third day of July 1953. And then she says, "I'm free," and um, pretty much goes forth with her life. And after that, it was pretty much happy times. I mean, our finale so, happens shortly after that. that so I'll go out zooming.
0: Ready. I'll be like, yay, Francis! Yeah, yeah!" She did. Cheering. She won. She got yeah. out. She got good. out. That's and, a nice. And idea.
1: She, that was a good. It was. A, it was a good part of her life. You know, after yes. that. But yes. because you know she died of, a, of, a, of esophageal cancer oh, when she, she was
0: smoked like a fit like didn't and, smoke yeah. like a and a and fiend that's a,
1: also something that happens a lot to heavy really heavy drinkers and she she freely admits in the book that she you know shopped at different liquor stores so that no one liquor store knew how much she drank and you
0: know. or called somebody up and said, or did yeah. they even know who she was I, in this thing they said Francis, did not finish her biography, her autobiography, and someone else That's, did yeah, it.
1: That is true. And Jean they, Ratcliffe.
0: And they have rumors that she and Frances were together as a couple, but they have no mm-hmm. no proof. But she did live with her right. for a long time, and, and Frances felt very comfortable, like she had a real friend with her. Yes.
1: Which is why I think that was a really the happy part of her life. Yes. Even though she'd still run into law occasionally when she got drunk and disorderly. You know, but other than that, she was pretty happy I'm living glad. there and in, in Indianapolis, and with this, this partner who did finish re- re- writing the book. And a lot of people say that you can tell, and you can really when you read it that different people wrote it. Um, but but Frances was a very good writer,
0: and you got I was, I was, you got the sense that she wrote what half of it or something, or did yeah, it skip probably. around yeah.
1: It's, it feels like it skipped around, like things were filled in, and a lot of the a lot of the descriptions of really awful 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 things that were going on they think that might have been built up a little bit by Jean, cuz you make a good movie
0: Over you know, dra- or oh yes, whatever. They yeah overdramatized it, dramatized it, totally it they, right. they yeah. shaved her hair and they, yeah. Yeah. she was raped she was, which yeah. i'm telling you you know you can believe that if you asyl- if you're in a asylum which is what they called them or sanitariums but i think this was mm-hmm. an asylum Those things can happen, so who knows if that's true or not, but I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if that were true.
1: Yeah, and no question it wasn't a good time, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) No, no, and, uh, you know, she wasn't like, party all the time, party all the time, poor thing, you know, and she's with all these people, and I don't know, you know, she thinks, you know, like you said, am I crazy, am I really crazy, are they right, and then she figures out, hey, man, I'm really not crazy, so... Um, title of a song,
1: Grace. Title of a song, Not Crazy After All.
0: Wow. Well, can't wait That's to the hear title that of a song one. song
1: from the musical, yeah.
0: Not Crazy After All. Yeah. Um, and so how's the woman who plays Frances?
1: She's fantastic. She's fantastic. My cast is amazing. And she and, and Jerry, who did the Zoom as well, Jerry has come to New York from Tennessee. Jerry Sager's playing Lillian. And um, she's come from Tennessee. She's got a place just like me here in New York to do this. And we're uh, we're going to put it on his feet. And she's, she said, I'm going to be with the show all the way to Broadway.
0: <laughs> Good for her. And that is my hope. That's my hope, Lance. Uh, you know, because I really, um, I think it's fascinating when I, you know, when, Somebody contacted about having you on, and I'm like, of course I'll have him on. <laughs> you crazy, why wouldn't I have him on? This is a great thing. He's doing a show, a, a musical. on Francis Farmer, and I do a classic Hollywood podcast, and this is perfect. So, exactly. So, you know, you were perfect fit for me. And um, what I want you to do, Lance, is to please send me the information about where people can get tickets, people can do that. Is that all? They can get tickets now or no?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. www.theplayerstheater.com. Okay, and you just select select brilliance from the list of there'll be a list of shows there, and you select brilliance, and they take you right to the to the ticket portal.
0: So everybody, you know, if you're in the New and York we should here, come up, we
1: should come up with a discount um, code for
0: for the, the folks t- who
1: are listening. Yes, to, to,
0: well, I won't be posting yeah. this right away, but because I have to post somebody who is on a few days before you. And okay. um, yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah. And we will give them okay. a discount. And if you're in the New York area and you, or you're New Jersey, whatever, or you're coming into town for that week uh, or whatever, please check this out because I'm gonna, and it sounds like it's gonna <laughs> be very fascinating, interesting. I love musicals, I really do. And um, I just can't wait to see how. This is done, and I'm sure I'm going to get chills because it's such a story. So we'll work on that, about getting a little discount for the the listeners. And um, I will link them up. If there's anything else you want me to link, uh, let me know. Um, Okay. You have been fabulous, Lance. I wish you all the luck, you and everybody that's working on this. And, you know... Bravo. Thank you so much, Grace. I really appreciate it.
1: And (laughs) I can hear the excitement in your voice, and I really appreciate that, too. Yeah. I'm really, uh, really, really looking forward to seeing you there. And I hope we do you proud.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you'll do me proud. And I am just so (laughs) thrilled for you that you guys stuck to this and you got it. And it wasn't like this thing. This was a time you had to do it. You know, it period. takes a
1: long, long time. To it's get a to long Broadway. road. One of the things Sir uh, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber at the Theater Maker Summit last November, he he was the keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said was what's going on in the world is a thing you don't have any control over because it takes so long to get a show to Broadway or, you know, up in New York really at all. And if you say, oh, this is what the world needs, by the time it gets made, five Ten years later? <laughs>
0: they things are different. <laughs> Everything's different. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So you're just kinda looking for the universe to just give you the luck to, to be for it to be perfect when it comes out. And I think we're in really our timing's really good right now, it seems to seem everything seems to be opening up and getting ready for brilliance. Feels like. Anyway, I still want one of us. the
0: posters, Lance.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll absolutely get you a poster, I promise.
0: Good. And I wanna thank you so much. This is Lance Lumen, and um, you. if you want to link up your albums or anything, you, I can do that. Um, whatever okay. you want, and um, thank you so much on this rainy Saturday afternoon. And you're yeah, in New York she's, she's too.
1: Perfect, right? For, yeah. for us
0: yakking, and I am looking forward to it. And I thank you so much for coming on. It was great.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Grace.
0: Thanks, and I really appreciate good. Good. Good luck.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye results in so